Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. Hey, what's up, creators? It's your old buddy, John, and you have once again located the Sketch Magazine podcast. I am here, as always, with Sketch Editor Bill Nichols, Sketch Publisher Bob Hickey, and tonight we're going to do a little bit of a departure. We're going to catch you up on the cons we've been to and the cons we're going to go to. But before we do that, how you doing tonight, guys? Doing great, John. This is Bill. <laughs> doing good, John. This is Bob. Fantastic. So, cons. Uh, it's a little too late in the evening for me to do the Shatner con scream thing. But <laughs> but um, I know I was recently at a con. Um, Bob, you were just at a con the other day. And uh, there's also some Derby City news uh, we need to do. So, Bob, why don't you take it first with Motor City, wasn't it? Yes, I was up in uh, Detroit, Novi. Michigan at Motor City. Uh, was set up there with Blue Line and had a uh, Clay'sway uh, set up, and it was a good show. Um, I hadn't done it last year. I did it the year before that, and it was good to get back up there, get to see a lot of people, got to meet some some artists who I've ran into over the years, but not really spent any time with. Um, got to hook up with some uh, guys, Brent and Kevin, and. Brent's mom and uh, had a long conversation with Francesco and Eddie Newell and um, just had a good time um, all weekend. Got to meet some Clay'sway fans, which is always exciting. Got to make a lot, hopefully a lot more Clay'sway fans um, by being there. So uh, it was a good show. Um, three day shows always drag me out because well, three days. Yeah, we had to get up there Thursday and set up. And then we had a, like a noon to 7 on Friday and a 10 to, I don't know, 6 or something like that on Saturday and 10 to 5 on Sunday. So, And then Sunday, you tear it all down, pack it in a truck, and drive back. We're about a five-hour drive. So it was a long weekend, and you know how it is with us. We don't take any days off, so Monday, just get back up and go back to work and get things moving. So sort of still dragging from it. A little bit, but it was a good show. Had a lot of fun. Oh, I got to meet Data. Um, was that what's his name? Brent Spinner. Brent Spiner. 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 Yes, he came up to the Blue Line booth and uh, he's like, "I've got an eight-year-old and I need some more supplies." And he gathered a bunch of stuff, handed it to me. And says, "I'll be back Sunday." I'm thinking, "Yeah, right." He stopped in Saturday and asked if we still had it, and they came in Sunday. And I wasn't there because I was gonna get my picture taken with him if he was, if I was, and uh, I was out talking. And uh, he picked up his supplies, so he, he was pretty nice, pretty nice guy. I didn't get to see any of the other celebrities. I spent most of my time, unusually, behind the table, John. Really? Yes, believe it or not. Except when Data stopped and got his art supplies. I screwed that up. Of but, course. Yeah. The one time you wanted to be there, you yes. were. Yes. But, 
so that's sort of a Motor City update. It's a great show. Um, we'll be back up there at Fanfare. I was just talking to Gary Reed, who's involved with that. And uh, looks like we'll be back up in Detroit this fall. But um, it was a good show. I've got a few rolling up. But you you were at a show this weekend, right? Yeah, I was at a show this weekend. And then there was a, a show the weekend prior. And mm-hmm. uh, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after, I've got another show. So... Got a lot going on. Um, this last weekend show was called Wonderfest. Now, for people who aren't familiar, Wonderfest is a modeling show. Uh, now, not modeling, you know, like Cindy Crawford's supermodeling. Modeling like model kits. Garage kits. And Yeah, garage kits and model kits. And, um, you know, even that doesn't quite do it justice because a lot of people, when they think model kits, are thinking, well, you know, my dad put together, uh, you know, little sailboats on the on the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Not quite like that. These are considerably more advanced. Yes. Um, actually, they had an entire room. Um, they had three rooms, uh, actually, but they had an entire room that was set up for nothing but the stuff that was being judged on its complexity and how it looked. And the stuff that was in there was just incredible. Um, actually, uh, when we walked in, it was myself and comic related Chuck Moore. Uh, when we walked in, a guy was rolling Vincent, the uh, little trash can robot from, uh, from black hole. Yeah into the place it was a life-size wow robot you know like a a real size robot right uh for that he was rolling it into the place and um there in the room i mean they just had they had such an eclectic mix you know it wasn't just universal monsters or just spaceships and stuff um one section there was like a progression of heads for the old Lon Chaney Phantom of the Opera. Um, they had tons of uh, dragons, various monsters. They had every spaceship you could think of. Um, you know, I, several... I was in there a few years ago. It's been several. Years, actually. Yeah. They had this huge Enterprise that was like four or five foot long. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was it down there still? Um, uh, they didn't have the Enterprise uh-huh. this time. Uh, they did have some smaller, uh, some smaller Star Trek ships. Actually, uh, in the separate room, they had a whole vendor that was nothing but Star Trek oh, ships. Oh wow! He, you know, he had a, he had like this four-tiered glass shelf, and it was nothing but just uh, various Star Trek ships that. Some of which, if you know, you weren't a Star Trek geek, you wouldn't know where the heck they were from. But you know, thankfully, I am. So I was like, "Oh yeah, that's from this, and this is Picard's old ship, and you know, wow. uh, stuff like that." So it was really cool. Uh, plus, they had you know uh, makeup guys there. Uh, they had artists there uh, in that one section um, with the uh, Star Trek guy. They also had Jay Liston who is an inker uh, that works for Marvel and various things. Mm-hmm. He was there at the show. Uh, they had one section just for uh, guys that do, uh, you know, the makeup and the effects work 
for the mass. They had a couple of people that were dressed up that apparently, uh, you know, like hosts for some sort of show. Uh, apparently some kiddie show from the looks of it, but, you know, stuff like that. Um, a whole section of those really early magazines mm-hmm. that were out in the 60s and 70s. Uh, just, you know, just a whole incredible thing. And then they had the one room that was nothing but, you know, um, vendors. Vendors for kids, airbrush supplies. Some of those guys are awesome because they sculpt oh. them themselves and then they bust them off. Yeah, actually, there was this one kid there that I was really impressed with. And I've got some pictures of his stuff on uh, that are on Comic Related right now who he completely made these... Uh, four halloween inspired setups and they were all his own work they weren't uh you know they weren't derivative of anything else they were completely his own stuff and just really good work and really uh you know all of them told their own little story and i i was just really really impressed by him and the kid was like you know he couldn't have been more than 16 or 17 and just you know incredible work wow out of him and you know a bunch of stuff like that and a bunch of stuff that uh you know i was really geeking out over they had uh they had two very small kits for the day the earth stood still they had the one where the spaceship was going through the original one not the remake Uh the one where the spaceship was going through the washington monument right you know the and one where there was going through the capitol building and just these really, you know, cool little things. And they had a couple of people there that I have to admit I don't know who they are, but they're apparently uh, fairly big names within that genre. Mm. So, you know, they, they kind of had a mix of people. So, um, you know, to someone who isn't into modeling, I was still pretty impressed. And we managed to get, you know, several hundred pictures out of mm-hmm. it. Uh, for the website, so people can go check those out. I think there's three galleries up right now, and there'll probably be at least one more. Cool. Well, I know when I was down there a couple of years ago, I picked up this um, garage kit. It was a uh, Barbara Gordon in her Batgirl outfit. Oh, it's nice. Like, it's almost like she was taking it off, of course, because it was real sexy, but it wasn't nudes. Woo-hoo. But, like, the yeah. back was unzipped all the way down to the top of her butt. So it was like, wow, it's something that you never buy out. But these guys bust them off, and then they do short runs of them, and it wasn't cheap. Um, I never did get it built together. I turned around selling it for what I had in it, though, because the guys do short runs, and people look for them. Right. And, uh, I know uh year I went down there, um, Cochran was down there, the artist, uh, X-Men artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, it was there, and they, were, they had a dinosaur room. That it's huge oh, nice. raptors and everything. I guess it's probably because Jurassic Park was hot. Right. But, uh, yeah, I love that show. I wish it hadn't been going on at the same time as Detroit because I really wanted to go down. Um, as a, as we talked before we started taping, I've got a, um, a, an artist who's working on a sculpt, and he's got a uh, pan, a clay and pan. He's got a pan roughed out, and it looks awesome. And I've got photos on my phone, so I need to download them. Oh, put up on yeah. Facebook, but it's a rough scuff right now. But we we're talking about also sculpting a clay, and because uh, I always think a visual really adds to a display. And uh, you know, he's talking about the pan that would be easy to cast, like banks and stuff like that. So it, it looks neat. So I'd we're I wanted to see the show so I could find some guys who could uh, 
do some casting. Um, that's beyond me. Years ago, I investigated it, and I did a little bit. And it was like, yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I intellectually, be... I know how to do it, but I wouldn't. You know, I know I, I understand the process, but right. no, that's definitely something that. Yeah, I'd have to pass that off on to someone else. Very complicated, but no. Oh, I'm yeah. glad you guys had a good time. Shot a bunch of photos. You were at yeah, we did. Uh, you were at a show before that, though, right? Right. Um, I don't think I mentioned it on here. We were at the Comic Geek Speak Super Show. Right. Which, um, which is put together by the guys from Comic Geek Speak, uh, one of the extremely popular podcasts that are out there right now um and it very much uh i i thought going in there it'd be like uh you know um like a real small comic show but it's really on par with kind of some of the medium-sized shows i was really impressed wow, really? uh they had tony moore there he was a special guest mm-hmm. uh they had katie cook um they had uh Adam uh, Withers and Comfort Love. They had a lot of uh, really, really impressive people there. They were given really good uh, panels on how to create just and a real eclectic mix of people. Um, now you had, uh, I think Tim Truman was there. Wow. Um, you know, they had a couple of they had a couple of older creators. They had uh, just a ton of indie creators. The thing is really indie based right and uh kirby crackle was there and the guys from uh another one of the podcasts were there and god their name just jumped right out of my head and i'm kind of embarrassed by that but yeah they were there too and just uh really incredible work uh the the lady that does god machine chander free Mm -hmm. is there uh or was there rather just you know really really great and uh, a really packed show um, I love the way they set it up because they put a bunch of us podcasters together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were sitting next to the guys who do uh, the Legion podcast. Yeah, cool. Um, and uh, Green Lantern podcast. Uh, it was a little amusing. There was a single stormtrooper there. Oh yeah, <laughs> just one guy all by himself. <laughs> it was kind of funny, but he was, you know, he was really, uh, he was really into it and into playing with the kids. And it was kind of a real kid friendly show too. So it was really they drew um, in the public. Oh yeah, quite a bit. And uh, the best thing about it is uh, that a lot of the proceeds were going to one of their one of their number is uh, dealing with cancer mm-hmm. right now. Um, and all of the proceeds or a lot of the proceeds went to him. So you know it was really cool that they uh, that they did that and. You know, just a hilarious time. Uh, after show stuff was really hilarious. Uh, we went to this bar and did karaoke one night. Kirby Crackle played. Uh, the guys from the podcast uh, that I can't remember the name of, um, they have a band called H2Awesome. They played. And, you know, just these hilarious uh, things went on. We we actually got in a little bit of trouble. Uh-oh. Did you get thrown well, out? Well, one... Well, no, we didn't get thrown out, but uh, one of the guys uh, came up and did karaoke, and he didn't quite censor himself. (laughs) 
but uh, one of the really funny things was um, uh, this guy, this uh, indie comic creator named Ian Levinson. Um, he came up and did the song Sex and Candy. Yeah. But he did it as a old Jewish man. <laughs> oh. So it's, oh. it's just, you know, it's really hilarious. And set, um, I haven't seen anybody that got video of it yet. I really hope someone got video of it. Because the whole, uh, even the people downstairs who weren't part of our group were just losing their minds. It was it was the funniest thing. But, uh, yeah, so I did that. And um, that was another two-day show. Right. And we had to drive, we had to drive quite a bit for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to remember exactly where it was. But it was at least, uh, I want to say, a 10-hour drive. Right. Yeah. It was on the, right. yeah, yeah. the far side of Pittsburgh. Or not Pittsburgh, the far side of Pennsylvania. Um, So, yeah, that was a big 10-hour drive. And then, um, not this coming weekend, but the one after that, uh, several of us are heading out to the World Steam Expo. Where's that? Which, uh, uh, where is it? It's in Michigan. Okay. Um, And it's a steampunk show. It's a, a show with a complete steampunk set up and uh we're you know we've never been to it we're just gonna go kind of check it out and all of us have in one way or another have an interest in steampunk right uh that are going so we're gonna you know we're gonna go check it out and get some pictures and maybe some audio and then heroes <laughs> right yeah i'll be at heroes i just got yeah. everything secured and talked to shelton last week so Blue Line and Clay's Way will be at Heroes, and Ooh, nice. I think uh, Katie and actually Clay himself will be there also. So I'm bringing a family. Should get him a shirt. Yeah, I'm By Clay. Yeah. yeah, just say I am. I am the real Clay or I something. Am, no, he's got big enough head <laughs> as it is. It'd be interesting to see how he handles the show. Uh, his ego might get stepped on a little bit, but we'll yeah. see. He's a good kid. He'll roll with it. But I love that but, uh, show. It's such a family-oriented show that it's. I love taking them to it. Yeah, it's. I love Heroes. I, this will be my third year, mm-hmm. um, and you know I wouldn't miss it for the world. It, it's one of those shows that I feel almost feel like I have to go to every year because I just like the way they set it up. I mean they yep. they don't they don't divide the indie from the mainstream. No. You know, you could have a guy from D.C. and a guy from This Is My Comic Book that I Xeroxed mm-hmm. right next to each other. Yep. You know, so I really love the way and, they And the thing is, they spread, they they spread out the big guys. Yes, they so do. So they do get the crowd to move around. They're not all stuck, yep. in the, stuck in the area or on a back wall or something like that. They're all over the place. So. Right. I mean, yeah, I really, uh, really... I mean, even, you know, even the year we got desperately lost, um, I didn't have a bad time at the show at all. It was a great time. Um, But speaking of cons as well, uh, prior to going to Wonderfest, we had breakfast with the uh, organizer of the upcoming Derby City Con. Oh. And we were talking about the con, and he showed us the... uh, the floor layout and everything and uh, how he was going to set everything up. Mm -hmm. And um, 
really just really impressive the way he's planning to set everything up and i know bill you're going to be uh you are one of the featured guests at this particular show yes i am um and i just saw that i was tagged in a note with the uh the panels because i just asked about panels i don't know a couple weeks ago because that was my participation um i helped you know, hook them up with some people, but because uh, there are a lot of local creators. But I, I'm doing a panel with you, Cospin. Cool. What's your panel going to be about again? I believe people? it is uh, creating comics. Something we you know kind of talk about here. Uh, let me pull up that link. And <laughs> yeah, there we go. Dead space, dead space, dead space. That, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's a creating and self-publishing comics panel from 11 to 12. And cool. it's me, Yuko Smith, Bruce uh, Hughes, who does Clobber Vance. And I mean, I've seen that name somewhere. but And uh, the Global Cartoonist Society. And we'll share our experiences and our advice on how to get started and how to stay focused. Yeah, that sounds like it. You know, it could be me. Yep. I could probably yeah, my, pull off a few minutes of that. Yeah, Ted Nathanson uh, is the uh, head of the Louisville Cartoonist Society and uh, also works up here at a local art store, so that's pretty cool. Okay. But yeah, um, you know, we were kind of we were kind of doing what probably what you did for him. We uh, you know, gave him some uh, people he should check out, maybe some places he should uh, go and uh you know advertise to mm-hmm. in the meantime well i think i i mentioned jay leaston and jay set him up with even more people so that you know it was sort of a a uh, ripple effect um so that um, it, it, it's grown from for a while there it was just uh, me and marjorie lou i guess mm-hmm. yeah and, and uh that was in the early times and then just you know they started adding 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 so now there's all kinds of people's names on there so that's pretty cool to see and they're people i know so and some i don't but i'm looking forward to it well there's uh i know there's one local artist who had a show up here at a gallery very near my house named eric Orr uh was added to that list and uh, for people who don't know who Marjorie, Marjorie Lou is, she's a Marvel creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think she did X-23. Yeah, X-23. I think she did something with Black Widow, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and she, I think she writes uh, her own books as well. Not, yes, she does. You know, her own novels as well. So really cool that they got somebody... Of that caliber. Yeah, she was the first one signed. And and I do know Tony's going to be, Tony Moore is going to be at that one as well. Sweet. So, yeah, Tony's Tony's getting a lot of accolades lately. Well-deserved accolades. Well, with uh, Walking Dead going on, he should be everywhere. Yes, he should indeed. Yes. Oh, it it was actually... uh, well, it wasn't amusing, probably his, from his standpoint, but it ended up being an amusing story. Uh, Tony was flooded. Uh, his ha- all around his house was flooded. Oh, uh, no. 
right before the Comic Geek Speak show, and it was uh, it was a bit of a you know it was a bit of a maybe maybe not that he was going to be able to make it, but uh, his wife Kara said, "I'm stir crazy. We're going to the show." <laughs> so they ended Sounds up like you her. know traipsing, yeah. They end up traipsing through the woods uh, behind their house, and you know, just carrying the stuff they needed out Jeez. to go to the show. Yeah, sounds like her. Yeah, uh, I love Kara. Oh, yeah. Kara's Kara's really cool, and uh, you know, we've uh, we've come to realize she's very much uh, like uh, Jeff Smith's wife, Vajaya, or uh, like Terry Moore's wife. You know. They all kind of they all kind of do that uh, keeping the artists focused and in line sort of thing. Every good artist should have a good woman, or vice versa. Yeah, the female's uh, artist and a good man, or whatever. Every good a good partner. Have a good yeah. Let me, let me say, it. every good artist should have a good partner to keep them in there line. There you go. That? Keep it inclusive. Just keep it that yeah, way. Yeah, keep it inclusive. Yes. Yeah. Um. So. Oh yeah, another funny story involving them. Um, Chuck was over there talking to uh, Tony, and uh, Kara had to go somewhere, and she's like, she looked at Chuck and said, sit here with Tony for a minute. And Chuck looks at Tony and says, uh, do I need, do you need a keeper? And Tony said, yeah, probably. <laughs> so Chuck just ended up sitting there with Tony until she came back. Yeah, probably is all right. No. Yeah. No, Tony. Tony's a great guy. We went to college together, but uh, yeah, he uh, he uh, she definitely keeps him focused, and you know, deals with all the business stuff and allows him to just create, which is extremely cool. Oh yeah, I agree. They do a great job. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, like you said, Walking Dead, you know, major. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's doing Venom, I think Venom. Venom, yeah, he's doing Venom now for Marvel, and uh, he's have he seems to be having a, a pretty good time with that. So, so yay him! <laughs> like I said, he deserves he deserves all the accolades he gets. Yes, he does. And uh, so Bill's gonna be there. You're gonna be there, and I'm gonna actually gonna be at DerbyCon now. Mike was able to no work way. it out. Yes. I will be, Very nice. I will be at DerbyCon dragging the family to that one. I think we're going to make a, even though it's a one-day show, I think we're going to stay over. And uh, even though it's like an hour and a half away from our house, I think we're going to just make it a weekend outing and uh, stay down, eat with whoever stays down there and have a good time. Yeah, oh, speaking of children and family, uh, he did tell us that he's going to have a section dedicated to uh, family activities or, you know, children activities. Cool. To give, to give them stuff to do while at the con. Uh-huh. You know, rather than just run amok. And then he's also going to have the uh, family-friendly uh, books, the all-ages books. Right near that area so uh so he's really thought this out i'm i'm extremely impressed that is getting very popular of yeah. of creating family uh children areas and i think it's mm-hmm. i think it's a great concept oh it's very smart yeah. you know because uh people 
you know, people bring their families to these things. And well, we want these kids to be aware yeah. of the comics. We want them to be around it. But let's get real. Not all comics are for children. Yeah, not all comic cons are set up for children. So it's no. nice to see that. It's nice to see that one is taking an active, uh, you know, an active role in trying to make something for for the kids to do and hang out with, and yeah, you know, keep them keep them active and interested rather than leaving it to the parents to monitor them the entire time. Kudos to them. Kudos to them. Yes. Kudos to them indeed. Sounds cool. But, yep, that's about it for me for cons right now. Okay, well, I think we're caught up we're on caught that. Caught up. We know where we're heading. Lisa will be at, uh, you'll be at several cons, and I'm sure we'll have time to talk about those. It's like, oh, heck off, yeah, but, I got um, tons and tons. So, uh, how about let's move on into catching people up on the latest, um, what's going on at the blog, at the, uh, Sketch Magazine site. All right. Um, well, if people, uh, if people happen to look at the site earlier today, I apologize for the giant size video. That was a uh, that was a mistaken creation, but now it's fixed. All right. So, so now you'll be able to look at it, and um, it's a bit of a departure anyway. Uh, I found this thing called Nerd Lunch. It is uh, an interview show um, with a male and female host, very much you know like a. Almost like a Regis and Kathy Lee, but oh, wow, I just showed my age. Uh, <laughs> Regis and Kelly sort of thing, but a little, you know, a little more fun and interesting. Um, and they are at first talking to uh, a creator. They're in a comic store that has a gallery attached to it. And within this gallery, there are several doors that people have uh, painted. And they um, discuss one of the doors with the creator, and then they go to his studio, and he shows them his work and stuff like that. Then towards the end, they uh, go around to various places and eat hot dogs. So it's a little bit of a weird thing, but go check it out. Um, then getting a little more back in our normal thing, I have a thing with J.M. Ken Namura, and I'm sure I butchered that name. But uh, he's talking about his art tools and his process. Very interesting uh, thing there. Then, uh, speaking of interview shows, way, way back in the day, speak of, speaking of showing my age, there was a show on the Sci-Fi Channel uh, that's Siffy for you people that just Seriously? Came, uh, Siffy? Yeah, well, S-Y-F-Y. It's still called Sci-Fi, yeah. but it's... It's spelled Sippy. I don't care what they <laughs> say. So, <laughs> so, but anyway, there was a show uh, way back in the day before they, uh, you know, made their programming not quite sci-fi called the Any Gravity Room, and uh, it was a uh, show that dealt heavily with comics and comics culture. Um, and I found two video uh, segments from that. Um, Back in the early 90s, uh, they're talking to Arthur Adams and Wildstorm and um, a few other folks, so check that out. Uh, then after that, uh, great guy. If you ever get a chance to see him at a show, I strongly encourage you to go and talk to him and definitely buy his books. 
a guy named Justin Castaneda uh, does a series of books called When I Was Little. Uh, it's an all-ages book, um, essentially detailing little things from uh, his youth. And uh, I think the second one, he actually took uh, suggestions from people at various conventions. And it's real cute, a really, like I said, very family-friendly book. And Justin himself is just a great guy, so go check that out. Uh, then we have uh, an extended video on brush inking. Uh, with this uh, with this guy who uh, is very talented, but apparently not working, uh. as he as he mentions several times. So uh, maybe someone can uh, you know check out that video and give the guy a job because he's really he's really good. Speaking of inking, uh, I've got a little thing on dealing with dip pens. Uh, now these aren't uh, the crow quills that. Uh, Many inkers favor. I know uh, Mr. Nichols there favors uh, the brush and the quill quite heavily. Uh, in my hand right now. That's right. We'll see. See, he's multitasking. Um, but these are other dip pens, and um, this guy's showing various lines you can get with it. Um, speaking of inking, um, I found this video of a guy warming up before his inking and that's uh that's really smart um you know a lot of people don't do that a lot of people jump right in and they don't you know prepare the brush for for the inking process and uh, you know sometimes unless you're particularly skilled speaking of mr nichols but um unless you're particularly skilled like mr nichols you need to warm up first Deep knee bends, a few push-ups. Yeah, that's right. You know, uh, run around the block a little bit. Uh, put on your uh, leg warmers and your headband and dance <laughs> around the house. Maniac, you know, stuff like that. Uh-huh. All right. What? Uh, then uh, a webinar with Dave Dave, <laughs> Dave Gibbons. Uh, if you don't know who Dave Gibbons is, for God's sake, read a comic. Um and then drawing from rust to finishes, I think, brings us back to where we were last time. Awesome. So, Bill, what's going on over at the uh, community and uh, at uh, Comic Mentor? Uh, let's see. Over at the comic-related uh, community, again, we're still getting new, new people or people posting maybe for the first time. One of them is Michael Nino, who's done a lot of small press stuff. I knew him back in the day when I did Amalgam, my book. Um, So he's just started posting as of, I guess, yesterday. But it's cool to see more creators coming in and, you know, keeping tabs on what people are doing. Plus, Fred Lang is working on his Marvel samples for um, the conventions that are coming up. Cool. And seeing him go through his paces and other people are doing, you know, their own samples and stuff. You can sort of go along with them and, and see the progress and see the, the good and the bad, because sometimes you can overthink yourself or talk yourself out of something. And and Fred is good. And, you know, just do it, just do it, Fred. And that's, that's, that's the advice for a lot of people is just do it. Um, if you have the talent, uh, go for it, and um, don't talk yourself out of it. 
but uh, that's comic related right now. Plus all the gallery stuff on the the main site and stuff for the the different shows that we've talked about. And over on Comics Mentor, um, I'll be posting a, a link to. It's uh, been aware of a situation with. There's a sketch card artist uh, who's contributed to our sketch card uh, cancer event. Leah Mang, she did that one. Bob, you like that's where we first you first maybe got uh, noticed her. She did the the Godzilla and the Foreign Small. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I like her. Uh, yeah, she's she's a great person, and she's you know she's a awesome. She did research. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and she lives in California, so that I mean that's because I knew who, I I knew her and who she was. I did her, uh, on the boards and stuff, but. Uh, anyway, she's in danger of losing her house. Oh wow! Uh, so I'll be posting a link to, uh, about that. I mean, there are, there are a lot of people. Tim Tilly and some other people have have gone through tough times in this last year in this economy, and those things get you down, and they can take away from the whole, whether it's creating experience or uh, you know your livelihood. Mm-hmm. These things can hit you hard, and uh, I'll put a link to that if you want you know like donate three bucks but uh sort of stave off the whole foreclosure or land seizure whatever it is with her landlords but um she's also very active on facebook uh if people want to go check out her facebook page uh, she's got a considerable amount of work on her facebook page and she has a deviant art page i think it's on mangatan and uh, a few other places, but very talented person. I think she's on Scoundrel Art as well. But uh, yeah, I feel for her. I was yeah. there recently. Yeah, I was there myself. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I feel we've all for. Gone her. through that stuff, and that's just sort of a a situation where other people can identify, and it's not. Uh, I don't know, putting people on spot or whatever. It's just to make you aware that uh, there are other people. Sometimes you think that you have it really bad or you, you've had a really bad day. Well, there are other people out there who right now may be going through something worse. Maybe tomorrow it'll be better. But the point is you can bring yourself up. And sometimes you can bring yourself up by helping somebody else that has nothing to do with you. It's just passing along you know, a positive. Right, but, and you... Uh, You've said this before too, Bill. You know, if uh, if you're having some success, pass it forward. Mm-hmm. You know, let let other people uh, let other people kind of revel in your success by you helping them. Right. Because right. we don't exist in a vacuum. I mean, you know, it's we all. We all work together. It's a very small community we have, even though it seems like it's kind of large sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the comics community is kind of small, so we sort of need to take care of each other. Yeah, and and yeah, do some good in the, in, in, for somebody else somewhere. Like I said, it, some people want to do things for sort of self-aggrandizement kind of thing, or you know to whatever and a lot of people have good intentions and i'm sometimes probably one of those people that you know that has had good intentions but uh, i've been more conscious that the last few years to 
yeah, as, as I said before, I'm a work in progress, and hopefully other people see my example and are not so much inspired by it, but they go, yeah, you know, if Bill can do it, golly, I can too. <laughs> so, anyway, that's that'll be my main thing this week. Um, yeah, I'm still looking at other people's portfolios and giving them, you know, some ideas and quotes and stuff, or you know, just thoughts thoughts of of what they're doing and how they can make it better. So, uh, George, thank you uh, for the shout out last week, and he's working on his samples, and um, that's always encouraging that someone has taken the advice or uh, listens with a receptive heart, kind of thing, whether or not. Uh, I mean, you see people at shows sometimes get defensive over portfolio reviews, um, and that's okay to defend your work a little bit, what your what your thought was, but not, you know, that uh, what we've talked about before just a few weeks ago. Uh, I left my best samples at home, or right. I was sick when I when I, when I did this. Um, my dog ate it, and I had to redraw it onto. You know. So um, anyway, that's. That's me right now, cool. and I'm as again. I was inking Mitch Bird pencils while we were talking. That's why I didn't talk a whole lot. For Blood and Roses Woo. coming soon. Woo. Wild Wild Future. That's, that's something we might want to discuss. I'm I'm seriously, as you guys know, Blood and Roses is one of the longest running titles I've worked on. Um, I'm seriously thinking about changing the name of it though. And this oh, really? this is something you need to think about. I mean. At the time, it totally makes sense. The name of the characters are Blood and Roses. But right now, you'll tell a fan, yeah, I do a book called Blood and Roses. First thing that come up is like, is it like a vampire book or what? And I'm like, no. It's not. You should put some vampires in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Glit- that would be really good. Glittering vampire. So, yeah, is this like Twilight? Yeah. <laughs> and I've never seen the movies, uh-huh. so I don't know. Uh, I have, and we're currently watching True Blood with my wife. So yeah, I got vampires all around me. Mm. But um, now I'm seriously. It needs to be. I don't know. It's something I was going to talk to you guys offline at some point in time, but we just will bring it up here because you know nothing can be set. It should be set in stone. If it doesn't work, be willing to modify it and, and create it. To to land that larger audience. Now I think Blood and Roses need to be in the title somewhere, but I don't know if it should be the main title. You know, um, you know I don't know if it's the overall theme should be like, you know, search for a time stone, or it should be time lords, or something sort of based upon what the census of the whole thing is, and then maybe the adventures of Blood and Roses or something like that. You know. Um, I don't know. I was going to toss it at you guys off. I just thought I'd throw it here since this is what we're about, creating, being willing to modify, being willing to change. And the reason I bring this up is we're getting ready to repackage the whole thing. Digitally, in print, you know, I've got a handful of trades left, so sometime this year we'll be reprinting. At that point, it it might be a good time to, you know, if we decide to go with a, a different name, go with it. Um... So, I mean, that's it's, it's sort of what I'm going to throw it out there. If someone wants to take it to the boards and play with it, go for it. Um, another thing I want to throw out there is we have discussed and we're rebuilding the sketch site 
is throwing a chat room. I don't know if you guys ever been involved in a chat room before, a live chat room. Um, I've currently been on a few of them with foreign currencies. And, man, they can get fast. They can get busy. But I want to throw it out there and see. Maybe Bill can throw a post out there if there's interest in it, first of all. Because they're not cheap to set up. And secondly, I'll set it up if there's enough interest. Um, we're going to have to have some mods come on. Some moderators. Um, some people, because you're going to have people jump on here and just be obnoxious. And that's not what anything we've ever done has been about. Not with sketch, not with comic related, you know, nothing. Um, it's be positive and build. But if you had a quick question about inking, what better way to do it than jump on a live chat and see if there's any inkers on there right now and throw it out there, you know? Or maybe they could send you to a link to go check this out or that out. So it was just an idea I had to include on the new site. So maybe we can throw a post out there for that too, Bill. And See if we have anybody who's truly interested, and then, you know, hold their hands up, make a post they are, and then we can um, start talking about it. Because nobody can sit there hour after hour and hour and babysit this. We have some different moderators that roll on and off and, you know, just sort of babysit it a little bit in the background. Yeah, well, maybe someone who listens to this podcast. Maybe some of those. Maybe some maybe of our they... old Afterburn guys that we got to know real well. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's really it. I've been on a dead run. I was telling Bill earlier, a dead run since last Monday, considering, you know, worked all last week, jumped in the truck, drove to Detroit, worked all weekend. Since I came home, it's been just blasting so much that this podcast is being recorded a day late, and it should have been posted today. It'll be posted tomorrow. And I don't have a Clay'sway strip up yet for Monday. It will be up later on. So, um, just trying to put out a lot of fires around here. Life intrudes. It, it really does, and everybody's got to be willing to roll with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm sorry to Clay's Way fans. Um, it's a free strip, so it's not like they paid for something. But don't get me wrong, I like to be on time. It's being professional. It just didn't happen. But what I do have is five other strips here drawn and inked. And I will be coloring on those over the next two weeks. And at that point, I will be three weeks ahead. Because I want to stay ahead through the convention season through this summer. So our goal is to get three weeks ahead. So Nice. It will be. As long as I don't slack off. You can't slack off when you get that head start. So. Well, spe- speaking of coloring, yes, Lisa Moore. Mm-hmm. Lisa Moore, I am still coloring. I'm still practicing. I promise. You better be. <laughs> Hey, maybe I should kick some strips to you and let you do the basic layouts. That'd be good practice for you. Flat. There you go. Yeah. Yep. That's that's what uh, that's what I'm doing. Uh, actually, Bill's inking. I'm over here flatting right now. So oh, awesome. Actually, multitasking I, while we <laughs> while we teach. The funny thing is, as we did that, I realized I didn't include the exclamation mark on Clay's shirt. I went in and Uh-oh. redrew those as we were talking on the strip to be posted later. So we're all sitting here working as we're podcasting. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. There's a there's a thing for some time multitasking. Multitasking. You have to if you're Yeah, in this that's business. what we need to talk about. Oh yeah. You have to be able to, to roll with the punches, be willing to, you know, not set in stone. And uh you have to be able to multitask definitely. 
So, mm-hmm. all right, guys, it's been great. John, how can I get a hold of you? Uh, just type my first name, John, and then either put at sketchmagazine.net or at comicrelated.com. Bill, how can they find you? <laughs> Comicsmentor at gmail.com, or they can go to the comic uh, related forum, and I am there. Or I, you know, at least check in, and uh, we're going to post this link to this podcast, or, you know, our topic thread. So again, if somebody has um, uh, input about the moderator situation, or uh, the chat room, and all that stuff, or any other thing, yes, new ideas for podcast, and go there. Cool. New name for Blood and Roses, because I already got one in my head, right. so it has to be better than the one in my well, head. John, you have my Is it Roses and Blood? <laughs> Darn it! Sounds like a band. <laughs> Roses and blood. Um, Either that or a really bad, uh, a really bad dish at a restaurant. Sounds like a big hair band. I'm sorry. Yeah, there you go. Um, you, can, you can hit all three of us at podcast at sketchmagazine.net, and uh, we have received a few emails, so that's starting to get out there. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. This podcast continues to grow. You know, we've busted over 10,000 downloads. Um, every week it grows, and it grows because you guys got there and let people know about it, and uh, we do appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. So you guys rock. Yep. Take care. See ya. See you later. <laughs>